0: to the Fields of Fantasy Fantasy 5 podcast with your hosts, Pestle and
1: Ed. And welcome to the Fields of Fantasy Fantasy 5 podcast. Your favourite duo are back once more. Pestle and Ed of TH Fantasy Football. We were meant to have Tom with us this week, but he's not been able to attend, has he? No, he had some pathetic excuse. I think he? he was having a succulent Chinese meal. <laughs> uh, so he could not a succulent join us. Chinese
0: <laughs> meal. We love that.
1: So, what a week! Week two was. Are we excited for week three? See if the Bengals can extend their losing streak. <laughs> I'm not excited for that, but I am worried
0: that might happen. But yeah, the weeks tick by quickly, don't you? And it's like so the the season runs away with you before you know it's January and it's all over and it's sad. So, no, I'll, I'll not think
1: like that. <laughs> Thanks, Ed. That's not even Christmas yet. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, this week, running back injuries hit us once more. The state of injuries, yes, from a fantasy point of view, and that's what we're here to discuss, are inconvenient, but you've got to feel for some of the players that have from lost a their human season. point
0: of view, yeah. Just horrible, horrible injuries, especially Nick Chubbs. Hopefully, he'll come back fighting fit.
1: But we are here to discuss fantasy, so we'll get to the more trivial aspects of the NFL and what we would like professional athletes who are specialists in their field to do for our numbers on our screens I watch Red Zone on a Sunday with a beer. Should we get stuck in then? Yeah, what's up first?
0: Plug and play QBs.
1: So, at the time of recording, we have no word on Anthony Richardson and his concussion protocol. From a Ravens point of view, it'd be quite handy if it's Gardner Minshew, makes it an easier game you'd like to think for the Ravens.
0: But oh, i to so min- don't rule to out see- Minshew
1: magic. Oh, he loves being ruled out. <laughs> I really want to see Anthony Richardson and Lamar Jackson. Um, it'd be a fantastic spectacle to watch. But if you are in a pinch with your quarterbacks, Cousins has the Chargers, and he's 84% rostered. Gino has the Panthers, and he's 68% rostered. Bit of a balance back for Gino last week, wasn't it?
0: Yes, I mean, I think Gino's a very solid option, isn't he?
1: Daniel Jones, still only 62% rostered, but has the 49ers, we spoke about this, on the Fields of Fantasy show. Someone else will mention on the Fields of Fantasy show and has got to be considered, Mr. Sam Howell. Only 22% rostered, and I said on the main show, I'm still not convinced, but the numbers say that I'm wrong. At this stage of the season, if you are looking for a quarterback, you're probably not at the streaming week-by-week situation. You're probably hoping you pick someone up who you can then have in for the rest of the season. As we get to week 10, 11, 12, you might then be streaming your quarterbacks a little bit more, depending on who's available. But yeah, a few options on there. Out of those, I mean, yeah, not great for this week. But if Danny Dimes is available in your league and you need a quarterback, I, I'm going to stop saying it soon. Pick up Daniel Jones. I'm not going to stop saying it until he's 80% rostered. That's my <laughs> threshold. Oh, is that your threshold? That's okay. my threshold. I will we'll keep an eye on that. Would you like to get into some more potential pickups, Ed?
0: Yeah, let's move to the other side of the ball. Time to get defensive. So I'm going to begin by blowing my own trumpet, Mark. That's something that you're. So, you're no, no, you don't blow my trumpet. You blow your own trumpet. No, I've never blown your trumpet. Not, not once. <laughs> so, uh, but last week, of the four defences that oh, I carried on, we leave that. In at all. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, you're okay, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like that. <laughs> I assume we're editing that bit. Continue. <laughs> so, uh, of the four defences that I recommended you get on last week, all four had good weeks. One had a particularly spectacular week. Commanders, 11 points. Colts, 10 points. Browns, 8 points. And the Steelers, 29 points. And to be honest, I think any of those are decent defences to have going forward. The Steelers are still not rostered very highly, so I'd get on them if you can. A couple of options for you this week. First of all, have a look at the Patriots. They've showed flashes so far as a defence against two top-tier offenses arguably the two best offences in football at the moment, the Eagles and the Dolphins. And they've got a better matchup against a stuttering Jets offence this week. And they're still available in, in a number of leagues, the Patriots. They're, you know Obviously, they had that mega year that we, we talk about, the, the year of folklore. But since then, they've not been quite at the same level. But maybe there's someone to pick up. And another defence to look at if they're available and the Patriots aren't is the Jags. They've had two really solid weeks, averaging 11 points in fantasy, and they fronted up well against Mahomes and co. in a surprisingly low-scoring game. They match up against the 0-2 Texans, whose offence under CJ Stroud, very much a work in progress. That's very fair. (laughs) Yeah, so Jags and Patriots, have a look. They might get you a few points on defence this week.
1: Would you like to hear me do a little duet? With Mr Malcolm. I'm going to say tentatively yes. If your RB keeps on fumbling. Drop it like it's hard. Drop it like it's heart, Drop it like it's hard. Um, that was good, wasn't it? I mean, it's
0: kind of like watching
1: your dad dance. Yeah, really well. Really good <laughs> dancing. Yeah, yeah. Yes, Mark. That, Thank that you, Mr Malcolm. This new feature is players that... We're at the stage now where you pick someone from Waves and it can be quite difficult to choose who to drop. When does that loyalty to your draft capital become relevant no longer? Because you just need to move on from someone. It can, at this stage of the season, feel quite ruthless or like you've burned to draft pick, but it doesn't matter. No one cares when the points are total each week, where that player was drafted, whether they're from Waves, how much family spent, the points are the points. So a couple of players who I'm having to make tough decisions on this week Firstly, Mr. Antonio Gibson, I nearly binned him last week after his fumbling problem came back in. Really poor week one, disappointing week two. And Brian Robinson is the big dog in Washington. I don't think you're going to get a huge amount of payback from Antonio Gibson. Certainly, he's got it in him to have a couple of big weeks. When will they be? I think there's players that could be more reliable you could pick up in those spots. I think the only thing I would say, as we've said
0: with running backs, is that I'm probably keeping any running backs yeah. just in case because of you know health. Like you, you're gonna, you are going you do not want to be dropping a running back.
1: But I, 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 I think I, where you've picked up Gibson though is going to be a flex option anyway. True, isn't he? Yeah. like we said on the main show, I'm moving towards wide receivers for my main focus. That said, and this one pains me to say, Rashad Bateman agreed. Three targets each week. There are too many options for Lamar Jackson to pass through. Nelson Aguilar had a week. Zay Flowers has had a week. Mark Andrews will continue to have weeks from here until eternity. OBJ was getting used. Lamar Jackson is going to pass the ball where he needs to pass the ball. There's been no favoritism in going to Bateman, despite him saying he is his number one target in the preseason. He's going to have some big weeks. He's going to have a couple of wide receiver one weeks. I am certain, but when? I think there are some players who are going to give you a far steadier baseline with good upside. Still, do you so, think if
0: we if we wrote John Har- Harbour and explained? Just how many Rashad Bateman rookie cards you've got, he would play him more
1: and target him more. I mean, I'd like to think, but it's it's all irrelevant. because I'm still never going to sell them. Oh, okay. Um, yes. But well, you could sell yours that you've taken from me. <laughs> I do not Sounds like I stole them. You gave them to uh, me, Johnny H. If you're listening to this podcast, if you could please make sure Lamar targets Rashad Bateman twenty plus times a game, please. Yes. Just dump offs. That will do me. Thank you. Please. I think we should have a look at who you could replace those players with from said waiver wire. Beat the waiver
0: wire. I'd love to offer you some running back magic on the waiver wire, <laughs> but there isn't any so, um, so we're well, gonna have shooting so we're gonna have a look at a couple of wide receivers who I think should still be there potentially after the waivers have gone through. First one, Kendrick Bourne at the Patriots, not mm. a name I thought I'd be saying um, he had a quieter week too. After exploding week one, not not literally, uh, exploding week one against the Eagles. Thank you for yeah, just in case, uh, less involved in week two, but he's still Mac Jones's top target, averaging ten targets a game, and he's got a good matchup against the Jets. And he's only rostered in fifty percent of leagues, so I think Kendrick Bourne is an option if, you, if you're looking to slot in someone into that flex spot. And you mentioned him previously, and I definitely think he's an option. I'm surprised he's an option. And that's Nelson Aguilar at your lovely Ravens. Your lovely Um, Ravens. Your lovely Ravens. Uh, He had a limited snap percentage of just 33% against the Bengals, but he made the most of it. Five of six receptions, 63 yards, and a well-taken touchdown. OBJ, at the time of recording, struggling with an injury. Bateman, as we've just said, has had a slow start. So I think there's chance of Aguilar being more involved. He's rostered in 0% of leagues. Ah, so, readily available. He, he, so he's readily available. And he, again, uh, an, another good matchup against a solid, if unspectacular, Colts defence. So I think, yeah, Kendrick Bourne and Nelson Aguilar, if they're still available, then I think they'd be worth picking up and stashing on your bench.
1: As Tom will be coming to the end of his succulent Chinese meal, it's time, Ed, for some Democracy Manifest. Put it to the vote. So last week's poll, we put out there the Team Ed versus Team Pestle, put a graphic out of our teams that we've drafted in our first fantasy props over on the main show, and you came out on Top Ed. I put the two polls side by side, so we had one on Twitter slash X, one on Instagram, and you came out as 62% favourite. One of those votes was from me, from my team. Uh, You know, full disclosure. my team, two of them from me. Our own account voted for me as well. (laughs) Didn't quite work out. So maybe skewed somewhat. Um, So we shall see how that works over the course of the season. But this is one where we're genuinely quite interested not only to see the votes, but also to see some of the feedback. Very interesting. So if you get involved in the poll, please do get involved in some discussion as well. Something we've been seeing quite a bit of on social media, lots of people put these things up for debate and consideration, and that is trade vetoes. Now, we are very much in the camp of a trade veto is only if there is clear and blatant collusion going on. If someone's just rubbish at fantasy football and does a rubbish trade, that's on them. But you should make sure you're in a league with people of the ability you want to play with. I think redraft's a bit different. Every so often you get a wild card in there dynasty leagues you tend to have a steady baseline of people who know what they're doing i also think it's only something that should be a commissioner decision we co-commissioner all of our leagues and we've sometimes when someone's come, gone no i'm no don't, i wouldn't do it but i'm not unhappy enough to turn it over however we've had loads of requests haven't we for that should be vetoed that's one-sided and it's kind of one of those ongoing things isn't it
0: as far as we're concerned. Every single trade could be argued as being one-sided. Yeah, on both sides. So beauty is in the be- eye of the beholder, and all that. You don't know what needs that team has, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, yeah, veto potentially is an option if there's collusion. If you see someone has and you know their mates, they're having a rubbish season. So if they're trading, I don't know, CMC and Mahomes or someone crap like Joe Mix and Joe Burrow. The two Joes. Hilarious, yeah. <laughs> the slow Joes. <laughs> the slow Joes. So, I don't know, Sam Howell and Brian Robinson, you, you know that's dodgy as anything, yeah. and and that, that that person is clearly taking advantage. But I don't buy the veto, because what was the comment you read this week on it? was
1: well, I saw a really interesting one. So our poll is going to be, should veto votes be standard place in leagues? So that that is out of the commissioner's hands and down to the group to decide I saw a really interesting comment on the where someone said veto votes are just a popularity contest for your league members. I think it's quite interesting. Ooh. If someone's wound you up, you're going to go, no, no, not having that. Or if you look at you've got that matchup and you think it benefits them, maybe you'll go the same way as well. We're coming from the commissioner's point of view. Um, obviously, many people listening may disagree with us. The reason I think it should stay with the commissioner is because sometimes as a commissioner, you have to go down the dictatorial route. No one wants to spend their Sunday morning arguing over whether a trade should be, uh, should be vetoed or not. And sometimes this commission needs to go, no, this isn't happening, done, move on. People have entered your league and let you do that organisation. They let you do the draft order, they let you chase people up. They can let you make the decision when it comes down to it as well. However, that's the commissioner's point of view. So to you, our millions and millions of listeners, what do you think? Do you think trade veto votes... Should be standard place in fantasy football leagues. And then for further discussion, what's your thought on vetoes in general? I think I'm happy with that, Ed. As a little show. Another little show in the book. Right, that is all from us. We shall see you after what will be, I'm sure, a very calm, serene, and predictable week three. On the other side, in week four, Malcolm, take us home. You have been listening to Pestle and Ed of TA Fantasy
0: Football. For more content, follow TH underscore fantasy underscore NFL on Instagram and Twitter.